0: Welcome to Tony TV. Inspiring people across the planet to be a little kinder and a little more gentle with each other. Delivering inspirational TV, one story at a time, from my lounge to yours. I'm your host, Tony Lontis. Good evening, America. Good afternoon, Australia, and welcome to everyone listening across the planet. Hello, Germany, and welcome, Russia. This is Tony Lontis, your host for the Everyday Business Show, and today we have a Completely amazing guest, but before we get on to that, just a reminder that Payo is listening live online. If you're listening on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, please know that Payo is available to pass on links and information from our wonderful guest today in the chat box. And wherever you're watching the show post live it will be in the show notes and it goes live onto binge tv networks usa hero go tv usa and the tony tv channel app available on all roku lg and samsung smart tvs across the planet Now, in recent years, governments, departments and agencies, as well as private and public organisations have made it a place, put in place protocols that recognise and pay due respect to the original inhabitants of Australia. And this is part of my initiative in 2022. And it's reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians and I want to pay my respects before each show, and it goes a little like this. I respectfully acknowledge the people of the Yukonbar language region, the traditional owners of the land on which we meet and broadcast, and pay my respect to their elders, past and present, all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here listening today. Now... I have been excited to have Mitchell Gerber on the show today, and we are going to have a powerful conversation about the subject of organ harvesting and so i therefore issue you with a trigger warning right now that we're going to be talking about tough stuff and we make no apology for that today now one of mitchell's quotes to start the show is also one of my absolute all-time favorite quotes and it goes like this the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing by Edmund Burke. Now, Mitchell Gerber is an investigative journalist who has dedicated 21 years to exposing the forced organ harvesting of the Falun Gong spiritual movement in China. He is a resilient character, he has a determined mind, and he's been working at the front line for this significant corp cause which has been called a new form of evil and i would have to agree mitchell has been traveling across the world in a crucial attempt to raise the awareness of the forced organ harvesting by this group in china and so we're going to delve into this a little bit deeper now mitchell before i welcome you onto the show there was a clip that you wanted to play would you like to play that for our audience now or we'll leave it till later
1: Thank you, Tony, first of all, for being on your show with your lovely audience. I'm honoured and I'm privileged to be with you. I think for a little later, as I take you on the journey, I've got about five incredible clips. Um, and as Fantastic. we get into it, I'd love to share. Yeah.
0: Mitchell, um, you're joining us today from Vietnam, and I said to you before we got on the show that I was a little concerned for your safety, and we're going to explore the reasons why I asked that question throughout the show, but how are you, and, and, and how are things over there?
1: Uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, I, um, I'm risking my life, uh, Tony, and everybody who's watching to expose a new form of evil just across the border in China. And I've been dedicated about 21 years of my life. I only I actually had my 42nd birthday uh, the other day. And so half my life, I've been exposing this and I'm doing okay, but again, uh, this is not this is a communist country, very deeply involved with China's Communist Party. So I am a little bit at risk, but again, to fail to support what is good, and to fail to expose what is evil is unacceptable. So I have to do what I can to expose it. So I put myself directly on the front lines to expose this, but I'm just grateful to share with you today.
0: Now, Mitchell, let's get right into this. You describe the organ harvesting as uh, a new kind of evil that has not existed on this planet before. Why do you use those words?
1: You know, those, those words were actually coined by the Honorable David Kilgore and David Mattis, the two esquires from Canada that first confirmed the allegations of forced live organ harvesting Tony in 2006 in a conference in Canada, about 18 hard-hitting points of evidence that confirmed that this spiritual movement, uh, namely the Falun Gong, I I know a lot of people have heard about the Uyghur Muslims and the Free Tibet movement and the House Christians, but the particular practice or spiritual movement, Falun Gong, was targeted by the Chinese Communist Party for eradication, where hundreds and thousands of innocent Falun Gong Mm practitioners under the command of the Chinese military have been sent to state-mandated hospitals their organs cut out of their bodies while alive, Tony. While the blood is still flowing and these people are alive, the organs extracted and removed and then sold for hundreds and thousands of dollars, fueling a multi-billion-dollar business. And this has been going on for 25 years. Now, I was originally born. As, yeah, it's, it's it's quite it's quite profound. And as we take as as we go through this journey, I'll share the clips, but. Uh, a little background on me. I'm a, a humble investigative reporter, a reporter of the Jewish faith. I was bo- I, I was born in South Africa. Um, the only reason why I was born uh, the only reason why I was born in South Africa is because my family, whatever was left of them, fled Nazi-occupied Lithuania and Hungary, and then I was born in South Africa as they fled as refugees, and then I moved to America to become the first in my family as an American citizen. And while I was studying in a top uh, business school, about to uh, to intern at a very big prestigious investment firm and, you know, be, uh, become a, an entrepreneur, something touched me very deeply one day at a festival. It was an arts and crafts festival, and I uh, uh, attended. And I see this... Uh, these Chinese people practicing these slow-moving exercises and I was very intrigued. I loved yoga, I loved Tai Chi, I loved meditation and martial arts as a child and I was very into health and wellness. Um, but at the time I was very stressed out, I was handling all these leadership positions at the university and I just needed a way out, a release, an anxiety, you know, uh, relief. So, I came across this ancient spiritual movement, namely Falun Gong, and lo and behold, I realized that this was persecuted and banned in China, and they were killed for their organs. So, uh, cut a long story short, 21 years later, here I am exposing this new form of evil, and um, now I'd like to play the clip just to share what this Falun Gong is and why it has been persecuted.
0: Thanks, Mitchell.
1: Let me share with you your lovely audience. Again, it's a pleasure to be with you, Tony. It's wonderful to be here. Um, this is the first clip, uh, everybody, what, what Falun Gong is. I think by giving you a, a a visual, you'll see firsthand that there's nothing but peaceful, innocent, and spiritual. But here we go.
2: Falun Dafa, also known as Falun Gong, is an advanced self-cultivation practice that improves mental and physical wellness through physical exercises and the development of one's character. In China, cultivation practices have a history of thousands of years and form the spiritual foundation of Chinese civilization. In 1992, Falun Dafa was introduced to the public by Master Li Hongzhu. The practice quickly spread because of its profound principles and proven health benefits. By 1999,
1: with over 100 million practitioners... I just wanted to share with you 100 million people practicing in China, Tony, this mind yeah. and body spiritual movement. And I'll just put the, 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 the volume down and just to show... This became the life force of China, these slow moving exercises, um, meditation. It's and as you can beautiful. see beautiful. Very beautiful. And I came across it because I thought to myself, wow, I'm very attracted to these exercises, their principles are very intriguing. As you can see, it's just a very simple down to earth meditation for all walks of life, colours and creeds, nationalities. And basically it became the life force of mm. China. And um, you know, all walks of life back then, between 1992 and 1998, were practicing. And this is not extremist uh, uh, yeah. cult or some you know diabolical religion. It's a very peaceful movement. And basically, many people were drawn to Falun Gong because of its healing effects. Um, you know, you just by practicing Falun Gong, you are uh, improving your wellness, your health, your spiritual vitality, you let go of negative attachments, and you become a better person. And this became the largest spiritual movement in China. And unfortunately, because it became the largest spiritual movement in China, it was outlawed brutally by the Chinese Communist Party in 1999.
0: Wow. Mitchell, is there any significance to the color yellow? I noticed that the practitioners, a lot of them were wearing yellow. Is there that significant in some way?
1: That's a lovely question. Yeah, it's because it's bright and it's of the sun. It's positive and, and good. Upright faith, a healthy mind, a healthy body, a healthy spirit. I think E. Coctoli or Tony Robbins or any of the gurus out there will always, um, I think, always uh, recommend that people have a healthy mind connecting to their healthy mm-hmm. body and healthy spirit. Mm-hmm. And to have a healthy mind, you associate it with yellow, positivity, truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. Yeah. And this is why it yeah. spread to become the largest spiritual movement in China, before it was outlawed by the CCP.
0: Oh my goodness. So that uh, point of outlawing this beautiful spiritual movement must have decimated numbers of practitioners. Is that what happened?
1: Absolutely. And if I may, can I share with you another clip? Uh, Just to add to your beautiful points. um, This practice uh, was outlawed in China in 1992. And uh, as you'll see by the clip that I'm about to share from the award-winning documentary, folks, uh, Hard to Believe, which I'll share the link eventually at the end before I leave. Yes. Um, you'll see that this is the, the world needs to know that this practice has been outlawed and persecuted. And this is what's happened to these Falun Gong practitioners in China after being persecuted. Here we go
3: began taking place in hospitals throughout the country as organ transplants suddenly began to skyrocket. We've been asked to investigate allegations that uh, there has been harvesting of organs of Falun Gong in China. Our bottom-line conclusion after considering everything as best we could was that the allegations are true.
2: I began conducting comprehensive interviews with medical professionals, Chinese law enforcement personnel, and over 50 refugees from the Laogai system. But I estimate that 65,000 Falun Gong were murdered for their organs from 2000 to 2008.
1: Essentially what organ harvesting means is they're taking Falun Gong practitioners, literally like cattle, holding them in prison camps, testing their blood and other vital organs, And when someone comes into the country that needs a heart, a liver, a kidney, they find a match, they take the Falun Gong practitioner, extract their organs, of course killing them in the process.
2: People who are expecting this to sort of just be solved naturally by all we have to do is sit back and they'll fix it. This is wrong. The West has to take a role. And the one role the West can do is say, These are our values. We cannot go beyond this. There are certain lines we can't cross. This is a red line. That's an absolute red line. Enver Toti, the surgeon turned bus driver, says it's been 20 years since he removed the organs from that live prisoner. It remains a mystery why so few people
4: have ever heard about the thing he says he cannot forget. This is my experience. This is a real true story. If you keep silence, this tragedy will continue. People, they just don't want to touch this evil. Because if you touch this evil, maybe at the end of the day, you may not be able to tackle uh, the consequences. That is my guess.
1: So as you can see, Tony, they have been rounded up. By the Chinese military, one quarter of China's gross domestic profit for the last 25 years The secret police, the hospitalisation, the former Chinese Communist Prime Minister of the Chinese Communist Party, this reign of terror that's decimated over 5,000 years of Chinese history, has destroyed over 400 million babies under the one-child policy, have killed over 100 million people, more than two World Wars combined, runs the World Health Organisation, runs the United Nations, has its claws in pretty much all the governing bodies around the world, have been killing their own citizens. For profit. This is a transplantation on demand genocide, uh, Tony. This is not some kidney in the bathtub. Organ harvesting mm-hmm. is happening around the world, of course, but there has never been a regime on the face of the earth that has created a new form of evil that has been killing on demand and reducing waiting times from to from two to three years for a liver and four to eight years for hearts and pan- pancreas and lungs to a matter of days and now a matter of hours. And this is how serious it is. Billions and billions of dollars.
0: I just... You In the Western world, we hear the stories about China and the regime behind China, and I always like to remind myself that the regime is effectively government, but underneath that sits humans and people and Chinese people who are, in effect, no different from you and I, but are subject to a regime that is killing them. Um, Mitchell... So I'm, I'm losing my words at such a, a powerful story. And I'm just wondering, in Australia, we have been subjected um, to Chinese bullying tactics. And so I'm very familiar with the sorts of things that they do to keep people in line. And I'm wondering why we can't, as collective group in the West do something about this? Why have have we not moved? What is it about China that seems to keep Western society stuck and immobilized?
1: That's a great question. Well, thank God for people like yourself who have put themselves in the forefront of human dignity and that has stood up for human courage, because I can tell you for 21 years, I've been bashing down the doors of the multinational corporations, the big tech, the big pharma, mm. the, uh, the, 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 the mainstream media, and it's all about money. You know, I, I met a, a man one time uh, who said to me, Mitch, it's human extinction before a loss of profits. When you are having billions yeah. of dollars poured into the West and poured into China, and the business deals, they're not going to say much, you know. I don't know if you saw the Golden State Warrior, uh, one of the NBA teams, the National Basketball Association, talking about that he doesn't care less about the weak of Muslims. No one cares about the ethnic cleansing, and it's all about the bottom line. He's just admitted it, and at least he was honest about that. But for 21 years, you know, you try and expose this, and people see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, because of the massive amounts of money and the political interests. Involved. That's why I take my hat Mm -hmm. up to you, Tony, because not many people have the kind of courage that you have and your team has and your your credible network has. And I just say keep on going and keep on exposing as much as you can because people do not like the truth. Your audience does because your audience knows the discernment of what is right and what is wrong. And and thank God stands on the right side of destiny. But for many people, politicians, world leaders, government officials, ranking officers, multinational executives – are all in bed, as well as the, the Australian government. Unfortunately, based absolutely. on based oh, absolutely. on, right, based on a, a database that was leaked by The Australian, by the way, the largest newspaper in Australia, 1.95 million spies that have infiltrated into the UK government, the US government and the Australian government with these communist-style policies, mm. as you're seeing playing out in Australia right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree with you that I really don't like what I'm seeing in that money seems to take precedence over human life and humans in general and I don't like it and I don't like what I'm seeing which actually lends itself to our conversation today, Mitchell, about the the preciousness of human life and just as each one of those... um. Uh, Chinese people that have had their organs transplanted, that's another human being that fails to reach the potential that they were meant to have That fails to have children that grow up to be compassionate, wonderful, amazing humans. It's a loss of human life. And there's been lots of discussions in alternate media about this idea that the powers want to depopulate the -hmm. world by multiple means possible Mm -hmm. and you can kind of almost see that happening across the world in terms of the pandemic. But then if you add to it all these other atrocities that are happening with the Falun Gong and the Uyghur populations, and I just wonder if highlighting it is enough um, because things have to change, don't they, Mitchell?
1: They have to change, Tony, and we have some courageous and righteous souls out there against these enemies of God and enemies of good and enemies of our children that are trying to depopulate. Mm. And what you've said, and you mentioned that incredible keyword, depopulation, transhumanization. Mm. The, 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 the very people who have sworn to protect us and say, yeah, everything's going to be safe, just follow our way, are the very ones that are exterminating us. It's a great deception. And so they don't want the truth yeah. to, um, to unfold. But we, as, as as people that have a heart, have a moral conscience and duty and obligation mm-hmm. to not only ourselves and our families, but to humanity, need to stand up. Because what is a person who cannot make the world a better place? Um, so with that, I would love to share another clip uh, from the award-winning place. documentary that will shed some light with your audience. And again, thank you, folks, for sharing with us today because uh, you guys are quite amazing. If it wasn't for you, I don't think you know I would be around to share this. So I'm grateful. The, 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 the third clip uh, I want to share with you… Um, Tony and and your lovely audiences let me find it here it's also from the award winning documentary take a look at this now at the end of the clip there is actually a doctor the investigators that have disguised themselves as buyers of these organs particularly the Falun Gong is actually taped in the end so you'll you'll actually hear the doctor speaking live about yeah we just have like a lobster out of a grotesque restaurant taking them out Cutting them open and just selling their organs right there and then—it's it's insane. But here we go.
2: By 2000, Falun Gong practitioners were disappearing into labor camps in mass numbers. At the same time, Chinese hospitals began promoting their organ transplant expertise.
3: I'm uh, David Maitz, and with me is uh, David Kilgore. We've been before I continue. These are the two
1: gentlemen, Tony, that were uh, exposing the organ harvesting, and confirmed the allegations as true in 2006. And uh, I'll get into them in a moment. And I would love to show you the the, um, the testimony that I brought these these, these gentlemen, yes. as well as Dr. Totti, yes. and to a, a child trafficking court in London to testify in front of the British yes. Parliament. So I'll share that with you
3: after this asked to investigate allegations that uh, there has been harvesting of organs of Falun Gong in China. Uh, David Kilgore is a former member of parliament and former cabinet minister for Asia Pacific and I'm a a Winnipeg lawyer uh, doing immigration refugee and international human rights law in Winnipeg and we have uh, now uh, done uh, our investigation and we're producing this report. And I didn't know whether it was true or not and so uh, my task initially was to try to figure out a a way of approaching the issue, so that I could either prove it or disprove it, and not just walk away and say I don't know. The number of executions in China varied widely depending on who was
2: counting, but Matus says no matter which number he used, the number of executions
3: and the number of organs. Didn't add up. The transplant volumes increased substantially uh, after the persecution of Falun Gong began, and I mean, there's a lot of other evidence. But uh, the most likely explanation for the increase is is the Falun Gong. We pursued every investigative trail we could find. In the report, you will see that there are 18 different avenues of proof and disproof we we considered and evaluated. Our bottom line conclusion, after considering everything as best we could, was that the allegations are true we believe them to be true, that this uh, harvesting is indeed happening.
2: Mata says what made Falun Gong organs especially attractive was the practitioner's healthy lifestyle. They do not drink or smoke. On many of the recordings of phone calls made to more than 100 Chinese hospitals, doctors assure callers that transplant organs are from healthy Falun Gong practitioners.
1: Okay, so here, here we go, folks. Here we go, Tony. This is one of the recordings. Uh, just listen to what he has to say to the doctor.
4: We'll just go pick them out of a
1: tank. Out of a camp. Over two hundred and fifty two concentration camps, three thousand hospitals, turning the doctors into murderers, and as you heard the doctor, we'll just pick them out of a out of a, uh, uh, you know, there's a match, a blood match, forcefully blood tested, and just picked him out of the camp like a, like a lobster out of a tank. On, tra- on demand.
0: Wow.
1: Transplant on wow. demand.
0: Wow. Okay. So I'm wondering, those brave, investigative um, lawyers and journalists, are they still alive?
1: They are. I actually brought them to a child trafficking court at the, uh, in London to, uh, to share, I would love to share a little bit of a clip of that, uh, just so people, you know, with yes, the skeptics there. please. Because I love to, I love when I uh, get the skeptics on my side. A lot of people will question everything until the truth is confirmed. And when you get the skeptics on your side, well, the, you know, you can, it's, it becomes irrefutable. But this is um, uh, what I'm about to share with you uh, and to answer your question, uh, Tony. Yes, um, they are still alive. Even though our lives have been placed on the line. But as you'll see here, this is at the Child Trafficking Court, the International Tribunal of Natural Justice. We were testifying that week, or that day, to the British Parliament as well. So we had many uh, uh, testimonies. But uh, this is David yes. Kilgore, Ethan Gluckman. I brought on a coalition. But listen to what he has to say. I'll just play just for a minute or two. Oh, no. Can you hear it?
0: Not. We can't hear the sound, Mitchell. okay.
1: Let's see. Uh, Let's see. How about... Is it... um, Maybe the... uh, Okay. Is there anything... What what about this? Can you hear now?
0: Almost. almost okay mitchell we'll include that in the show notes uh, there
5: we go we were both went into it with open minds we were i think both of us hoping it wasn't going to be true but we very quickly discovered that it was true and um there's been reference to 50 kinds of evidence uh we uh, uh i was a prosecutor for 10 years so i should know something about evidence and we uh, we came up with a, a report, a revised report, and then a book called Bloody Harvest, uh, and we've continued to investigate ever since. We have uh, we concluded that uh, for 41,500 transplants done in the years 2000-2005 in China, the only reasonable explanation for sourcing was Falun Gong. Um, here, are just two kinds of evidence of the 18 substantive kinds of evidence we found. We we had people calling to institutions across China, hospitals, prisons, and so on, mostly hospitals, asking if they had Falun Gong organs available. I think you mentioned Sasha, that, or no, actually it was Robert who mentioned yesterday that Falun Gong don't smoke or drink; they're very healthy, and that's the reason that people wanted Falun Gong organs, and we. We discovered that. And as I think it was mentioned on the phone that only Falun Gong were examined by doctors coming into these forced labor camps. And of course, they wonder, why are you uh, examining me uh, when you're torturing me to give up my uh, Falun Gong beliefs? So, uh, and the way it works, of course, is that when uh, somebody arrives when in Shanghai, the number one people's hospital in Shanghai is where most people go from Europe. Uh, they're uh, blood tested and so on. And then they go out on the computer and they find a match for somebody through this testing Falun Gong and and they go out to the camp and they grab the poor man or woman and they give them potassium now it appears and uh, their liver or whatever is taken out, it's flown to to Shanghai and uh, somebody comes back to uh, London with a new liver and they're probably told they're getting it from a convicted murderer. Of course they don't want it from a convicted murderer, they want it from a Falun Gong practitioner.
1: Anyway, Tali, that's an expert, uh, excerpt from the International Tribunal of Natural Justice coalition I brought.
0: Goodness gracious me. I, the thought that that is happening now in our world and in our vicinity of the world is horrendous on so many levels. And we talk about atrocities of the past To actually think that these sorts of atrocities are happening now, as you and I are speaking, and no one seems to be doing anything. So my question is, what can we do? What is being done? How is this practice going to be called into account?
1: That's a wonderful question, and that actually is a prefacing, uh, a pre-shadowing, uh, or foreshadowing—sorry of the of the next clip. But before I do share mm-hmm. that with you about what's being done, you know, 60 years ago, uh, Felix Frankfurter, Tony, of a U.S. Supreme Court judge of the Jewish faith, heard that the Nazis yeah. were slaughtering Jews and pe- Jewish people in concentration camps. And his first reaction was, I can't believe this is true. Even the, the, the German people didn't believe it was true. And they even uh, mm-hmm. accused the U.S. military of fabricating the pictures to vilify Germany. So even, even yep. some, de- some demanded that if such a horrific thing is happening around us, how come we have no idea about it? It was only until the U.S. and the Soviet soldiers liberated the camps and found all the Jews being massacred and, yeah. and, and, and gassed. Mm-hmm. That people start to believe it, but what is what is actually happening is um, there's the China Tribunal, uh, ChinaTribunal.com, and it is Mm -hmm. a basically a coalition that was established by Jeffrey Nies QC, Sir Jeffrey Nies QC, who was the former prosecuting attorney to Slobodan Milosevic, the Yugoslavian dictator. Yes. Yes. Yes, and he has exposed this and I just want to play a clip from the United Nations even though they are, they are controlled by the CCP at least four specialized yeah. units they're exposing this um, so uh, without further ado let me share what's been done uh, the US Congress has said something about this as well but again you know the, the amount of money involved is, is, is incredible but at least some people yeah. are trying to do something about it but here we go this, this is one of the things that's been done <laughs>
4: The Vice President, the Durban Declaration affirms the urgent need to prevent, combat, and eliminate all forms of trafficking in persons, including organ trafficking. China Tribunal, a People's Tribunal chaired by Sir Jeffrey Nice, considered all available evidence and concluded that forced organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience, including the religious and ethnic minorities of Falun Gong and Uyghurs, had been committed for years throughout China on a significant scale and that it continues today. This involves hundreds of thousands of victims. Acting on independent legal advice, the tribunal concluded that Commission of Crimes Against Humanity, against Falangong and Agors, had been proved beyond reasonable doubt. Victim for victim and death for death, cutting out the hearts and other organs from living, blameless, harmless, peaceable people, constitutes one of the worst mass atrocities of this century. Organ transplantation to save life is a scientific and social triumph but killing the donor is criminal. Government and international bodies must do their duty not only in regard to the possible charge of genocide but also in regard to crimes against humanity which the tribunal does not consider to be less heinous. It is the legal obligation of UN member states and the duty of this council to address this criminal conduct. Thank you, Mr. Vice President.
1: And this is from a challenge Tony, which people can actually go and research and read the reports. But at least that's yeah. being done.
0: Yes. But we need to do more,
1: obviously, but, you know, it's not easy.
0: Mitchell, I'm curious as to... So I understand from a human perspective people hear about these horrible things happening and unless it's happening to them or around them they disassociate themselves i I can understand that reaction what i'm curious about is that there are beautiful chinese people living across the world why are they not saying anything Is it that they fear for their lives if they speak up against the Chinese regime? Is is that part of it? What stops people speaking up and what stops inaction from more uh, people, more groups that have the power to make an impact?
1: It does. It is to do with fear and um, a lot of profits involved and money involved. And let's be clear, it's, you know, this is not about the Chinese people, or the Chinese civilization, or even China. The CCP has such strong control, economic ties, political interests yes. in many government official bodies and uh, organizations and multinational corporations, etc., that the fear of exposing this because of the loss of profits and the loss of political power, um, or even the the, the the bullying of this regime on places yes. like Taiwan or Hong Kong. Um, and, and, and God bless the Taiwanese people, and even the Chinese people who have fled China to expose this, the doctors and the lawyers and, 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 the, and the bishops from um, uh, uh, the, the house Christians and the Catholics have also been persecuted and killed for their organs. Um, but they are very courageous uh, people few and far between exposing this because they just don't want to get involved because they do fear their families. I remember when I was at yes. uh, one of the top 10 business schools in Atlanta, Georgia, in America, in the South. And when I was doing booths out of my own volition uh, to try and raise awareness of the university, there would be Chinese students that would be coming to me and saying, we do support you, but we can't expose it with you because... Our families—they're monitoring us. There are Chinese spies in the uh, the, the Chinese uh, students' associations, monitoring their activity. Their, be, their visas could be cut. They could be detained. Their family sent off to labor camps. The communist regime has their claws and control into all uh, walks of life of their business. So that that even more ties them, ties right. their hands. It's almost blackmail or putting a gun to your head. So you you can go to the Western worlds, but if you say anything about Falun Gong or in the boardroom meetings, if you say anything about Falun Gong, because the world wanted to know why such a yes. life force, such an impact, such an influence of such a ancient spiritual movement, one of tens of yes. thousands, right? There's not there's many uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, health and wellness spiritual movements yes. in China. So why Falun Gong? Because it became the largest spiritual movement, the stark ideology Contrasting goodness with evil, the, the, the yes. CCP's history of killing and murder and totalitarianism versus very just ancient traditional values to learn how to be a better person, um, and the organs. After the Chinese Communist regime uh, did investigative research on the medical health and the efficacy of their organs, they were cracked down yeah. on. But very few people come to the you know come to, are, are exposing this, and this is why it has gone on for so long.
0: Hmm. It is, um, a, a massive country with a huge population and it does appear from my limited perspective that China has its tentacles spread throughout the world and again we've talked about their their continuing bullying tactics of Australia and myself um, I have shouted at the television so many times about why are you standing up why are you taking that behavior? Why are you just not saying no? And it it comes back to money, which is just appalling, because it, it values um, money and profit over human life. And that's not how I want my grandchildren. worries. that's not how I want the world to be when I leave this place. That's not how it should be, because human life is is precious. Now. Um, One of the questions we had, um, I had Dan to ask you today, Mitchell, was around um, who actually uh, controls China for the last 50 years or so? Is it the Communist Party?
1: It is the Chinese Communist Party. It absolutely is. And it's a reign of terror, Tony, that not many Mm. people come to understand Um, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, like many regimes, uh, they killed in order to conquer. The Chinese Communist Party yes. conquered in order to kill. And I just want to share a great documentary, uh, because I don't know much don't know if we have got much time, but um, there's a great documentary that people can learn about what this reign of specter is. And this is it right here. Mm-hmm. It's called The Specter of Communism how the spectre of communism is ruling our world from the epoch times out of new york city an extraordinary editorial uh newspaper and this is the spectre of communism and you know people can Uh learn about how communism the devil bent on destruction of humanity the chinese communist party has ruled um china for the last hundred years under their rule between You know, 100 million to 400 million people have been slaughtered, also unborn Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, born babies. 5,000 years of Chinese Mm. culture decimated, the invasion of Hong Kong, Taiwan as well. Yes. Um, Yes. And and it's just so shocking that this kind of mass murdering regime is now having the Olympics now. Talk about hypocrisy. They bribed the Olympic Games. They're doing business with the Vatican. They're doing business with the World Health Organization, the United Nations, their own four specialized units. Um, it, it's quite shocking, and the multinational corporations, mm-hmm. and even the big pharma, Pfizer. Uh, you know, the CDC. They're all doing. They're all colluding with the Chinese Communist Party. World leaders, mm-hmm. uh, all colluding. Mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau of Canada. Uh, Biden of the United States, they've been in bed with him for, 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 for years, taking countless amounts of do- dollars, millions of dollars, from the Chinese Communist Party. Um, so this has been going on with Bush. There,
0: and- there we go again. It, at a fundamental basic level, it comes down to yeah. money. Correct. Money valued over human life extension before a
1: loss of profit yeah extension before a yeah. loss of profit yeah and, and it's not okay of course of course and the UK US and, and uh, Australian governments mm. have been deeply embedded with China's Communist Party for years for years mm. to get to allow someone to, to allow a mass murdering regime that harvests alive their prisoners the, the, you know innocent uh, uh, citizens For money, cutting out their organs, and now having the Olympic Games there, no one really has spoken up about it. And and they've allowed the CCP to become rich off the consumer market of America and Europe, you know, using their institutionalized slavery system, using the Chinese people as complete slave labor, and uh, putting their tentacles into all the multinational corporations and big pharma, big tech. Just conceal the evidence, and people have gone along with it. And Mm. thank God for people like yourself and your lovely audience, you know, allowing me to share because I don't do this for any fame and fortune, money, or recognition, Tony. I just believe to fail to support what is good and to fail to expose what is evil is unacceptable, as well as the lawyers and the doctors. They don't do this for any money, they're part of no, you know, agenda. It's just an international Mm. coalition of good-hearted, good-minded people that have come to expose yes. this diabolical red reign of terror that is you know, trying to control the world with evil.
0: Mitchell, do you think that it's conceivable if the bigger powers of the Western um, countries got together and said to China, this will no longer be tolerated, you will not invade Taiwan, you will cease and desist, do you think that they w- could be forced to stop what they're doing? Is that not, conceivable in our lifetime, Mitchell? Not not
1: without war. Not without yeah, war. And, that's- you know, and we don't want to go to war. I mean, we built up a monstrosity, a reign of terror which has being just released into our backyards. And you you made a point, Tony, that if it's got nothing to do with people, why even worry? Well, before, about five years ago, even three years ago, the CCP was not even known by most people. If you mentioned the CCP, people would think, is that a new uh, basketball team? What's that? What is that? A new cricket team? But now... After the CCP virus, and you don't even, I don't even want to open up that can of worms or that Pandora's box.
0: I know that would be a whole other conversation. A
1: whole other conversation of the CCP virus and the pandemic and the the Western US scientists involved colluding with the Chinese Communist Party. And where do you think, who do you think runs the Wuhan lab? The CCP, right? So even though we won't get into it, how many people's lives, folks, have been affected? By these lockdowns, correct, and this CCP virus, man-made in the Wuhan lab. This is not conspiracy theories. This is on mainstream media now. That all, you know, all all roads lead to the lab leak in China. What was going on in the Wuhan lab? Very suspicious, and mm. it's all controlled by the Chinese Communist Party in China. Mm. So not only yeah. do you have the organ harvesting concocted by the same prime minister. In or former dictator, Jiang Zemin, who not many people know about, but also mm. the CCP leak of the virus that is man-made and U.S. patented, by the way, into the rest of the world and has caused this dy- dystopian nightmare of these lockdowns, of these mm. PCR tests, of these, forced, these vaccine mandates and passports, which are disguised as CCP social credit score apparatus. No, mm. there's something, you know, that's why all roads lead back to China. China's the centre stage out of mm. the CCP.
0: Mitchell, okay. before we run out of time, I just want to know what people can do as individuals. What can we do?
1: Before I share that with you, Tony, I have one more clip, if I may, just to end yes, out please. everything. Uh, yes, please. Because I know you've been so gracious for allowing me to come here and on, on, to, to grace your lovely show today. This is called, um, uh, and I I wanted to share this with you, the genocide of a lifetime, and then I'll share exactly what people can do. But here we go, this is the last clip.
5: There are no human rights in China, and the most outrageous example of no human rights in China is killing a peaceful community of Falun Gong practitioners and, uh, and Uyghurs who are Muslims and Tibetan Buddhists and Christians, house Christians, for their organs, kidneys, livers, and so on, and then selling the organs to wealthy Chinese or foreigners, and the people are killed in the process. The
2: belief that I have, I share with David Kilgore, that organ harvesting is widespread in China, and it is restricted almost exclusively to Falun Gong practitioners. The Falun Gong, after the Chinese regime of today... What the jews were to the nazis during the war and we should all take note of this and look at china with new eyes
0: there's no evidence that falun gong is a cult of any sort there's no evidence um, of, of, of political action to try and bring down the chinese government um there's no evidence of anything other than a, a deep desire to be left alone to practice um, their spiritual beliefs in peace and to not be locked up and murdered david and
5: i have never called out great dishes in probably 50 countries.
3: Or even more, maybe.
5: Okay. All walks of life, all... Ages, all backgrounds, all education. I found it to be a wonderful group of people.
3: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with any of that I mean, uh, Falun Gong uh, uh, First of all, it's not even an organization because it's a set of exercises with a spiritual foundation yeah. Everything's on the internet. You don't pay anything. You don't sign up to anything You can start whenever you want you can stop with it whenever you want. You don't even have to tell anybody you're doing it you can, Their principles are are, are very uh, simple and ethical and, and I mean all of that is true
1: and you know Tony I found them to be a wonderful group of people to attract the qualities of the Jewish faith you know I've been an investigative journalist I've tried Falun Gong I've read their literature phenomenal group of people and and they've been targeted so badly so what people can do well um I think Tony the most important is the awareness you know we can't start a war with China I'm a peaceful person you are too and I Mm -hmm. think we can do our best to just discern and be aware. So what I think people can do is go to read the reports. First of all, uh, if, if people are interested in yoga or Tai Chi or martial arts, um, I would suggest, um, and allow me to share the, the the site briefly, you can go to falleninfo.net. At falleninfo.net, um, and I'll show you here quickly um, on the, um, the best way I can share with you. Mm -hmm. everybody can go to um this website this uh is a brilliant website it's from the fallen info center i found Ah, it very impactful what falun gong Mm -hmm. is why 100 million people are targeted and why the chinese government has been killing these people uh and here people can uh, view award-winning documentaries um and um your voice can end the persecution. You can act now if you'd like to share, uh, show a little bit more of a support. Yes. This particular website, uh, stoporganharvesting.com.org, I advocate for, um, and um, as you can see, these were taken yes. off the website of the Chinese uh, government's website. The corneas for thirty thousand, lung, one hundred fifty thousand to one hundred seventy thousand. These are the kinds of prices that have been, you know, the government has been using to sell uh, these organs at. And I think one of the last. Uh, this is the, for, for the this is for the skeptics out there, for the avid readers, for the scientists or the lawyers out yes. there that really want to learn about. Yes. This in evidence show form, the Mattis and Kilgore report, this is doctors report. against forced organ harvesting. Yes. And the last uh, website I wanted to share with you is um, the, uh, there's one more, oh there we go. This is uh, the investigator reports, reports, at end transplant abuse yes. all, and people can go take a look at it, they can watch the videos. But uh, I think that's 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 all she wrote, Tony. And one more thing, uh, there's a great it's documentary. Awareness. Uh, awareness, yes, and and the documentary Hard to Believe an award-winning documentary where I shared the clips with you today. But I'm yes. very grateful, yes. Tony, again, to come on your show and share about this and the fallen Gong um, situation in China.
0: Mitchell, I'm really appreciative that you've come on the show and given us an understanding of what these atrocities look like and just a reminder to the audience, this doesn't mean that you can go out and hate on Chinese members of your community. This is not what Mitchell and I are saying. Please don't hate on them for what their government is doing. But what you can do is talk about it with other people. You can bring it up in your social groups and talk about it online. You can talk about it to your politicians and your local members. And you can be proactive in saying that this is not okay. It actually takes a groundswell of human beings coming together and and putting energy into stopping this practice. I'm a great believer in individual action together in a group, being able to change the things that we don't like about humanity. One of those would be common communist politics they don't seem to have good outcomes anywhere in any of the countries that they're predominant in and in particular we know in Australia that the things that are happening in China are not okay their push for power into Taiwan and the Asia Pacific region is quite frankly scary at times, Mitchell, and I've watched it and we've seen it play out. We've seen how the Communist Party has bought uh, on a number of the Asia-Pacific islands, paid for things, and you know what that means. You're then indebted to the Communist Party of China, and that's never a good thing. And again, Mitchell, we don't want to encourage hate or or racism in any way, shape, or form. This is about a regime and calling them to account and saying, you cannot do this anymore. Um, Mitchell, from a a high-level government perspective, is it possible to have great change without that groundswell of awareness and small people talking in groups and creating awareness?
1: I love what you just said, by the way. You nailed it. It's not about the Chinese people at all. It's about the CCP expo- you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 doing this diabolical evil to the Chinese people and the rest of the world. And to, mm-hmm. to add to your point about high-ranking government officials, I think it takes courage. I think it takes yes. courage to stand up for such evil and say, no, we're not going to take your bribes. We're not going to allow you to buy property in our uh, countries unless you stop this heinous new form of evil against innocent people, prisoners of conscience, Mm -hmm. minority groups, because that is a courageous person. But I have yet to Mm -hmm. see that. And by the way, only four countries have banned organ tourism from China after realizing about the Falun Gong being slaughtered. One has been Israel. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: Yes. yes. One's been Israel, the Knesset, the, 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 the Jewish, the ancient rabbinic Council. They passed a law, a yes. transplantation law in 2008, forbidding any of its citizens yes. to go to China. Then you have the Good. little courageous uh, um, uh, country, Taiwan. You have Spain, yes. the Spanish parliament. And now hopefully yes. Italy and Scotland are going to come through. But nothing from Australia, nothing so from far Canada, far, nothing from I've the U.S.
0: Just can I going to say. So you've got Australia, Canada and the US and that's something that people can work towards. Outlawing uh, organ donor to- tourism to China. That's absolutely something we can do.
1: I wish they did because the House of Representatives and the Congress in the United States, even the, U- the UK government, they all know, Tony, they all know for 25 years this has been going on, but still they haven't yes. banned organ tourism. So um, you know, I, I was on a very uh, uh, popular show in the United States and the man asked me, well, do you have the name to give us the name? And I said, well, that's risky business. We do have all the names mm. of the Western politicians and the leaders yes. that are involved in yes. colluding with the CCP because to, to have a multi-billion dollar business like this, you have to have different faces. They places. have to. So they know full they well and they're making a lot of money. So these people need to be brought to justice and they will. We, 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 that's the next mm. stage.
0: Mitchell we are unfortunately completely out of time it has been my absolute privilege to have you on the show and share Mitchell. your information with my audience and the world in general um, I look forward to chatting again soon um, yes. and hopefully uh, with some some more inspiring news but thank you so much for coming on the show being brave enough to highlight these issues and we appreciate your information and your clips today Mitchell Gerber. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's an honour to be with you, Tony. God bless. Thank you for all your beautiful, courageous work. You're, you're, you're a godsend, and I've just been really honoured to be on your show, to share about the fallen gong, and to share about the CCP hurting these people. And uh, I'll, I look forward to seeing you and your lovely audience again.
0: Fantastic, Mitchell. Thank you so much. Lovely people. That is our lot for this week. I'm Tony Lontis, and you've been watching The Everyday Business Show with Mitchell Gerber. Bye for now. Thank you for watching and listening to Tony TV. For more inspirational stories, join us next week. Bye for now.